Hey, everybody. We are back for the West Coast Preps podcast. We've got another full weekend of football coming up. I am Chris Jackson, joined here by Noah Glosson. Got a fun one. And we're going to go into some fun stuff right away. We're going to go into athlete of the year consideration again. Some game predictions, looking at some of the big games this week. There's a story on that at westcoastpreps.com right now. But first, we're almost halfway through the season. I know they are in the 707 in Fairfield and Vacaville, but the rest of the Bay Area is almost about to be. So we're going to kind of take a look at coach of the year candidates in our top, I guess, front runners halfway through the season. Noah, you got any coaches that really stand out to you thus far? Uh, it's got to be Kennedy's Greg Marshall, for sure. Uh, Greg. Candy went 0-10 last year, had a win this year. They've been through so much adversity, but Greg Marshall's a great coach with what he's done over there in Richmond. He's led them to a very solid start. Uh, they've got some great athletes. Alvante Gallon, though, he deserves to play Division I football. He's a great talent. DeAndre Prim is another great athlete. And the way he's just developed this talent has been exemplary. It's been impressive. He's got the right tools, and they're building a good culture over there at Candy again, and they have a good history of football in Richmond over there. Yeah, they do. They've won some big games. They've been to NCS championships. Marshall's definitely run a great program there. I know there's a lot of coaches that really respect him. What they're doing this year, unbeaten some big wins, the way they're playing on both sides of the football right now, you got to think. That's one coach. I'm going to go into that region again. Not Richmond's, not in that city, but right by it. El Cerrito's head coach, Jacob Rincon. They've just, they've beaten everybody so far. And their defense is playing lights out, held foothill to seven. And when a field goal, you see what they're doing every single game. They're 4 0 against the great schedule. Freedom O'Dowd, Amador Foothill are all the wins. And they're not even to league play yet. And they're already, they just keep jumping up these Bay Area football rankings. And I know you've already seen El Cerrito this season. Yeah, El Cerrito looked really sharp in the win over Foothill. Early on, it was kind of hard for them, but uh, as Warren Smith said, they just went back to the sideline, adjusted, and they scored 27 unanswered points. They defeated uh, Freedom easily, 27 to 13. Warren Smith, a very tough defensive back, doesn't give an inch. There's a reason he's committed to Washington State. Tony McAdoo is a really good running back, and they're just growing over there like they always do. That defense is always really tough. They've seen it this year. They've hold, they're holding opponents to less than six points a game, only 23 points overall and four opponents. Uh, this is a really exciting football team. They, this is a team that you know, made it to the NCS semifinals last year, almost knocked off the number one seed, Windsor. But El Cerrito is really good in that area again. Yeah, he, they're doing a great job. And that defense every single year. El Cerrito's got that defense. Quarterback plays looking good. Their running back plays looking good. Receivers, offensive line, defensive line, linebacker, secondary. Everything's clicking. I see no reason why El Cerrito can't win out and go into the playoffs as the favorite in NCS Division Three this year. They were so close last year. They said that trip home from Windsor really sucked is just the way to put it. Now they're coming back better than ever. I think this is one of El Cerrito's best teams in school history. Even when, as long as Rincon's head coach, El Cerrito's not going anywhere. But another program, we've highlighted them a bunch, but another head coach that's definitely got to be in the running, Dave Fogelstrom from Heritage. 4-0, the best start there in five seasons. They just put a licking on Vintage, too. 41 to nothing. Devin Rivers, nine yards shy of 1,000, but it's not just Rivers stepping up Heritage either under Coach Fogey. 
No, it's not. They've got guys like Austin Peters, Jeremiah Ruffin, great two-way player, a freak of an athlete. And I like the energy they have in, you know, good receivers. They've got a good running back. They've got a good quarterback. They're all clicking, smart plays, line play. We've had them before. It's been really terrific. They're, they're now averaging, what, 10 yards a carry? It's ridiculous how much they've grown. The energy is there from the school, the fans, the parents, the players too, and even the head coach with that new identity that they're just growing upwards. And you think about in the future that it's going to be, oh, it's going to be downhill after this loss of 23 class, but no, it's just going to be upwards with that culture they have at Heritage. Yeah, the offensive line's doing a great job. They've got everybody bought in. We've mentioned the weight room, the early days, all that, but it's clicking there. And then, of course, you got to mention Patrick Walsh of Sarah beaten De La Salle, they've beaten Folsom, they've done all these big things. And once again, this guy's just a genius. There's no other way to put it. It doesn't matter who's there, the guys they've got, players they have to replace. Sarah's just at the top. And that's not the new class of Bay Area high school football. Yeah, they easily are with uh, Patrick Walsh. The way he just adapts and adjusts is really impressive. We saw what he did against Folsom with the way, you know, his players were dropping like flies, but he was able to adjust just fine and beat a tough Folsom team, holding them to a touchdown. And usually to beat Folsom, you have to, you know, put a licking on them on the scoreboard, but they didn't do that. They just went back to their defense. They changed it up a little bit with their offense and they adjusted and they won. Yeah, it's just these adjustments he makes every game. He ran that Clayton Valley kind of offense one game. They they go to Davis Sal, they win that with a different type of offense than they ran at Folsom. It's Everything's cooking there. Patrick Walsh, he's also the guy, let's not forget, that brought back high school football in California, one of the leaders of that with Justin Allenbaugh, some other key figures, brought that to the state legislators, got high school athletics and youth athletics to return to California. And then how about in Sonoma County in Petaluma, Trent Herzog at St. Vincent de Paul right now, doing a fantastic job as always. He was a great head coach at Costa Grande. Now he's at St. Vincent de Paul winning once again, 4-0, beat St. Bernard's, beat St. Helena, just won NCS for the first time in 13 years last year. Now they're 4-0, and they've beaten some really great teams. They've got Kai Hall, they've got Jared Bosarge, great offensive line and great defense, great coaching staff, and the Mustangs are quickly, quickly rising up the charts in Sonoma County, and they <laughs> It might not be too long before maybe they hit these Bay Area football rankings. Yeah, for sure. Um, they won NCS last year. Uh, they they run a good offense. They have good defense, good energy there for sure. Kai Hall is having a great career. And like you said, Herzog moved over from Casa Grande. He's done a great job with leading this program. And I can't see anywhere else they can go but up, especially with the talent they've got. Kai Hall, like I've mentioned, Cam Vaughn and the line play, solid. Yeah, it's, it's been amazing to watch what they've done, even what they did against St. Helena. I know Paul Gregorian, defensive guy there, line guy there. He, he was always stressed. He's always stressed in St. Helena with the way they just run that. If you're attack like De La Salle, right, they're just disciplined. They get up quick. They just they push your lineman back, and he wasn't looking to let that happen. They wall up St. Helena. It took until I think one or two minutes left for them to win that game. Another one, too, I kind of want to go into Sacred Heart Prep a little bit. They're on a three-game winning streak, just beat Reardon, put the running clock on Archbishop Reardon, too. It took until a minute left 
But backup's in a running clock for Sacred Art Prep to even allow a score against Archbishop Reardon. Now they've won three straight, and they're they're in the Bay Area football ranking once again. It's just a testament to how good that defense really is, holding an explosive offense like Reardon's to just, you know, no points, putting them around a running clock. You know, you think about Michael Mitchell, he's wise beyond his years, high football IQ, very smart kid, and the defense just shut him down. They were very effective. Carter Shaw deserves to play Division One football, son of the Stanford head coach at Stanford. And that defense, you know, with Shea Kelly and all those guys, it's just really a solid unit. They held, what, um, Cigar Prep, Cigar Cathedral to uh, one score, and they lost that game. But just showed to go how good that defense is. It was really good last year, and it was, and it's really good this year. Yeah, it really is what they've done both sides of the football. Andrew Latu is a great running back. He's got 100 yards a game. Mitchell Taylor is a smart quarterback. Luke Maxwell, Brandon Sane, that line, that defensive line. If you're Buffington, you've got R.J. Stevens, that secondary. You've got Shane O'Kelly, a linebacker, just 10 tackles for loss through four games. You know how crazy that is after having 109 total tackles a year ago. This guy needs more offers. Just, I, I don't know what's going on with that, but Shane O'Kelly's a guy you need to start offering. How about in Livermore? As well, John Wade, Livermore is 4-0. They've got guys leading the NCS. And if they're not leading the NCS in these statistical categories, they're right near it. And John Wade's got Livermore football buzzing in. You've got to think they're a contender in the EBAL Valley this year. Absolutely, especially with everything that's going on. Um, Trudeau's a great quarterback out there. Uh, he's throwing 10 touchdowns. There's no interception. Hodgers is a great running back. He has 569 yards and five touchdowns. And Johnson, really, really good in the aerial, in the in the slot, seven touchdowns, 416 yards. You've got to like what they're doing out there in Livermore. Yeah, they're, they're not coming anywhere. Livermore football is changing. They got these great new facilities, a great head coach, great coaching staff. Almost why wouldn't you want to be a Cowboy nowadays is the way it seems. Tyler Trudeau is playing. Amazing football at quarterback, a really good arm. It wouldn't shock me if he starts getting some offers soon, especially with midseason film piling on. Elijah Hodgers, a great running back. Dominic Johnson's really burst onto the scene at receiver. Got good line play. Ashton Baswell's a college prospect up there. Damon Miller's a great tight end. Makai Shepard's playing well as an athlete there, too. Livermore is one of those programs. And then two more I kind of want to get into. San Ramon Valley's 3-0 and and really making a lot of noise. And then this is one you guys might not be expecting, but I think they deserve some love. Alameda High School last year won two total games. This year, they're two one and one. Already matched last year's one total. They're, they've won some good games. They've beaten some solid teams. For their level, Alameda's doing a good job. And going into the Island Bowl, it's been a while since you could really say going into the SNL game that Alameda's probably the favorite. And it's been, I know it's been a long time for people in that town to really say that. Yeah, absolutely. Alameda and Ensenal, great athletes out there. Two good teams. I know that, you know, Ensenal's had some adversity. Their head coach leaving Keith Miner. He was a great coach in that league, leading them to titles and into the NCS playoffs and whatnot. But you got to like what Alameda is doing, the way they're growing. After last season, what they've got is really something special. So I think they can definitely win the Island Bowl for the first time in quite some time. Yeah, what they're doing, you got A.J. Parker's a great athlete, running back, defensive guy, everything. That's someone that I believe is going to play Division One football. They've got some good line play this year. 
it's different there. They're doing a good job. I know Alameda is also, they voted on in that city to get new facilities at the high schools, get new fields, bleachers, I believe as well. So that, that should be big stuff for those programs in Alameda and Encinal as well to get more kids to want to join football in that city. Then San Ramon Valley too, three and oh, prolific offense, never scored less than 35 points in a game this season. And it's not like SRVs playing any slouches in, in its non-league schedule so far. No, not at all. I mean, lost on this. You look at the record, but it's deceiving. They played some tough teams. Uh, they beat Elk Grove. They put a licking on vintage 41-7. Luke Baker's looked pretty sharp, you know. A big shoes replaced. Jack Quigley's Contra Costa College. We know that Tyler Hoffman graduated. Zadarian Nardi was a great running back. And receivers, you've got Salisbury, all those guys you have to replace. But I'm really impressed with what this program has and the resilience of this program them and California they've been two teams that on paper look like they're ready for a step back but they've stayed with it and they are consistent fighters and they're resilient and I got to respect that about both programs yeah Danny Calcagno Cal's another name that we can't forget they're three and one they just picked up a big one in Antioch you lose Teddy Boris you lose Jay Calcagno you lose a thousand yard rusher as well and Trevor runs you come right back and you've got Teddy's younger brother. You've got another Kakanyu and Josh stepping up in big ways. Stavi Boris, Shaden Macedo has been a great quarterback. Devin Love's a great running back. It, and it's not easy what he's done there because before him, Eric Belici did a great job running that eye formation, these heavy sets, big dudes up front just gassing you in the run game for years, won them some league titles. Kakanyu takes over. Not too long into it either. COVID hits. You got to teach a whole new offense, spread, air raid kind of stuff a little bit. Their terminology is way different. They're running no huddle all the time. They're going a lot faster. It's way different. Look at what they've done. Last year, NCS semis, the year before, you might look at the record. It wasn't a winning record. Don't forget, it was COVID, a shortened season. You play Akalani's and non-league. You play a great EBAL schedule. Now in year three, they're three and one, and they're another contender in that side of the East Bay Athletic League. Yeah, I mean, that two and four season, a lot of people can put it away as a wash. You know, you lose to Akalani's by a field goal that was off by just, uh, just barely off. And you play in the EBL schedule. That's really always tough. You know, Monta Vista, all those players in there. But you got to like what they have over there, especially with that transition from the I formation to the spread, uh, airing it out. Uh, we saw that last year on display. Calcagno and Teddy Burras with the way they're they formed that connection. It was very electric connection, and, and I think they're going to continue it, and I like what they've got. And how about some athlete of the year, guys? We're going to get more of that stuff up next week on the website, too, but why don't you kind of go more to some athlete of the year candidates that you've really got your eye on now going into this big weekend of Bay Area football? Right, right. Uh, as we know, I debuted the athlete of the year earlier this month, and we can talk, we'll get into some of them, the obvious names, but let's start with one, Luke Duncan. I was really impressed with what he did at against Oakdale in that shootout of a game, that fireworks show. He had five touchdowns over 420 passing yards. He's, um, I think he has, I believe, 15, 14 or 15 touchdowns against just one interception this season. Really impressive quarterback. Yeah, 15 touchdowns, one interception. Uh, they've got, and Bennett Destino, Thomas Wilson, two great running backs. Ethan Conley's a great receiver. He was a stud against Oakdale over nine catches, 234 yards, 235 yards, four touchdowns. 
just really impressive what they're doing at Miramani and they should get back on track and be competitive in league. I'm shooting them for the third spot in league. Yeah, with that league, the way these teams are, Lakalani's has a great roster. You've got Campbell Lindo, very well coached as always with Kevin Macy, a great roster as well. Miramonte's probably that number three team. And again, that's that's not a bad thing there. Miramonte's going to be one of the favorites in NCS as well. They're going to be a competitor, especially when you've got a quarterback, a 6'5 guy like Luke Duncan going to UCLA. Ethan Conley, I'm glad you mentioned him. That's a competitive dude. And he is one phenomenal athlete. I know they did not want to lose that game to Oakdale, but that production he put up was second to none. What both he and Luke Duncan did in that game. Yeah, and it was the first game really burst onto the scene of this season. You know, his athleticism is really impressive. The way he's able to get open and create space, it's something else. And he's a great target for Luke Duncan. I know you lose, you know, Tyler Dudo, that great receiver, great athlete all around, and especially on the basketball court too. Uh, you have you have some pieces to replace, but I think Miramani's done a uh, a satisfiable job with doing that. Yes, they have. And another player we just mentioned him earlier, talking about heritage, but Devin Rivers has to be in the conversation as well. Fresno State commit, doing what his older brother has done, his father has done. I was at nine hundred ninety one yards through four games, and that game was a blow. If he got one more carry, what he was averaging, he probably hits a thousand in week four. Yeah, it's just crazy at the pace he's going. You know, uh, we'll have to see if it continues. He's going to face a tough BVAL schedule, but even then, it does seem like he'll get to 2,000 yards by the season's end. That's going to be impressive, averaging, you know, 200 yards a carry. Uh, he's the all-time leading rusher, first to cross over 3,000 yards. Uh, it's pretty amazing what he's doing. He's doing special things at Heritage. Yes, he is. He's having one fantastic season. I'm going to go into a sleeper prospect as well, someone I think might be in the running. Jackson Harris at Berkeley. He's fast. He's big. He's still kind of newer to football, and he's top 25 in the state in receiving at 540 yards through four games. He's got 11 touchdowns. This dude's averaging, what is that, 27 yards per catch right now? Those, yeah. those are some fantastic numbers. He's big enough to play college football. He's fast enough. He's got the athleticism. He's got everything to play Division One football. He's got the speed. He's got the talent. They have a new coach. They're build, rebuilding that culture there. It's been tough over the past few years. But then again, Berkeley is has good athletes. Like we know that Harris, great, a great receiver. And, you know, you're kind of testing the quarterback situation. But you got guys like Henderson, who has 14 touchdowns against three interceptions. Drew Henderson's a good quarterback, and he, sh he should be an interesting player over the next um, few games, especially heading into that league. Yeah, Berkeley's going to be a fun one to watch. David Perry's a proven winner, a former coach of the year when he was at O'Dowd, his first season when he was at O'Dowd as well. Now at Berkeley, that's a city that's got a really great storied history of football and athletics. I think it's a matter of time before Berkeley starts winning again. And heck, maybe this is the year when they start getting back and start getting near the top of what they've done so far. It's looking like it. They've got Castro Valley this Friday. Then another one, I know you want to get into him more. You've seen him. Silas of Adderwale, both sides of the ball. That's That dude's just an animal. There's probably no other way to put it, but maybe you can describe it better than I can. Uh, great uh, fluid hip transition, the way he's able to get into the defensive position. Great athlete, good size, able to, is a, a really a ball hawk, 
on all in all facets of the game, whether it be receiver, it be in the slot, it be on special teams with that scooping score I saw against Los Lomas. He's a special athlete, and Cal's getting a really good defensive back and end prospect. Yes, they are. The he the what he can do on both sides of the football. He's a touchdown threat every time he's line up a receiver. He's an interception threat anytime he's a defensive back. He's a fun one to watch in Sonoma County. So if you haven't already made that trip to Roner Park to watch that also Valderrali, trust me, it's worth the price of admission. For advertising for Oliver's right here too. You're so good. I love getting you before games and your sandwiches and whatever the heck else you've got. So go to Oliver's in Roner Park, Katati, right before a game, Rance Katati, and then watch that also Valderrali. It is worth every single penny of gas, food, tickets, whatever it is. But are there any other players, athletes you're really looking at and have on your radar so far? Yeah, I'm going to look at defensively. Shale Kelly, he's really a star t- talent out, out there in Sacred Pep. He spearheads an incredible defense that just shut down Reardon, a team, like I've mentioned before, with a great offense, held no running clock, and they put up 35. He's got 10 tackles for loss, and he's averaging just under 10 tackles in the game. Uh, for Defensive Player of the Year, I want to touch on him. He seems like an early candidate, especially with, with what he's got going. Yes, he does. He's done a great job. Over 30 tackles, 10 tackles for loss. I just watched him Saturday. The stats the stats are real. I can, I, you, you can trust me on that. The, the stats are real in his play. It's just that good. His film was just that good. He's somebody that's up there. Landon Hurd, I know, has three interceptions at Los Gatos. Those two teams play each other tomorrow which is probably a great segue into our predictions and games to watch for this weekend let's do it right now los gatos sacred heart prep if you check on max preps it is officially correct it's a 4 p.m kickoff friday at sacred heart prep how do you see this game going out there in atherton it's a tough one that defense versus that tough offense uh los gatos is coming off a bye they have wins over live oak and Liberty, they did lose to one of Orange County's toughest teams in Corona Del Mar, but I like Los Gatos for this one. That um, that offense, that running, the running back, Mejia is just a great athlete. I'm going with Los Gatos. I love SHP. I love that defense. I love what they've got down there, but I just like Los Gatos too much. Yeah, me too. I really like what Sacred Art Prep has. Los Gatos, it's hard for me to pick against them. In most games, they've lost one regular season game the last three years. It's hard for me to see them losing for a while this season. I think Los Gatos does win a close one. Emiliano Mejia is tough, but this is going to be, I think, a one-score game out there in Atherton. And another one, just got to get into it right now. De La Salle, home against Folsom. Last year, there were some crazy games. You were at that NorCal championship game. What are the keys on this one? It's really going to be defense. It's going to be the air attack. Uh, Folsom's defense had four interceptions against one of the toughest uh, quarterbacks in the entire country. Uh, their defense was sharp. It held a, a prolific pit offense, just 15 points. You know, Austin Max, 6'5 quarterback, he's really good. Walker Lines was his leg, but Mason Norberg is an impressive player. Rico Flores and so many other guys they've got. Once I can, there's one guy I want to touch on Folsom. It is. Greco Carrillo, he did a great job last week of covering Rashid Williams. Rashid Williams had made some tough catches. Every one of them was impressive, but you got to uh, love what uh, Greco Carrillo did, especially uh, on the defensive side of the ball for Folsom. But De La Salle, they need to execute that veer. 
we'll see if they can do that with their quarterback and all those athletes. Yeah, I think De La Salle wins this one. It's it's going to be close, though. De La Salle is going to win another one-score game. These teams have always played fun ones. Last year was a fun one. De La Salle wins at Folsom, and Folsom comes back to Concord, wins at Owen Owens Field, which is where this game is again, 7 p.m. Friday. Matt Fair is going to be at that game at Concord. How about some rivalry football early on in the season, too? In Pleasanton, the Battle of Pleasanton was a crazy game last year when Amador went up 14-0 early. Foothill scored 21 of the game's next 24 points, which 21-17 after Nick Walsh hit Noah Lombardi on a touchdown with just over three minutes left. The whole city of Pleasanton is going to be at Foothill High School on Friday night. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The Battle of, Foot, a Battle of Pleasanton is always a fun one. You know, with Amador Valley, you have a building culture. You've got bringing a seer and all those other guys, and the seer is a Colorado commit. As for Foothill, um, they lose a lot of pieces from last year. That great game manager and Matt Walsh, and excuse me, and Nick Walsh, but so many other guys um, you've got out there. It's, you know, Jackson Chandler's really good, and uh, Keith Millard. Uh, Jake Patterson, too. He led the team in tackles last year, so really impressive. Yeah, Jake Patterson, like you mentioned, great on defense, led the team in tackles. Cade Millard, 21 tackles, four and a half tackles for loss. Graham Zanders played well. He leads the team in tackles with Millard. Hayden Howard's got four and a half tackles for loss, 19 tackles. Samir Laddie is a great player on both sides of the ball. Jackson Chandler, I know, missed a couple of games. Before that, though, he was averaging 16 and a half yards per carry. Amalur Valley's got Miles Tucker. You've got Brady Nasser. You've it's a Colorado for me. You got James Rothstein at tight ends. I think I'm picking Amador Valley this time around. I'm going to go Amador Valley wins this game by a field goal on Foothill's own turf. Same here. I just think I just think Foothill lost so much, especially with uh, Walsh. Uh, you know, Nick Walsh is a great game manager, uh, high IQ, makes some smart plays. I know you have Chris Lawson, one of the best receivers in the class of 25. Uh, but you lose him, you lose Kenny Olsen, he's now at Cal Poly, you lose Noah Lombardi, you lose uh, Tony Scalacci. You have some room to grow, but I think Amador Valley, they're really growing, and they're going to be more competitive in both uh, sides of the EVL, so I'm going to pick them too. Now, there's some big games in the South Bay. We're just going to start off right now with Wilcox against Menlo Atherton. Wilcox defense against this Menlo Atherton offense. Where does this game go? Who wins this ballgame? That Wilcox defense is really tough, and they have, you know, some good line play. They have a 6'7", 300-pound um, lineman named Justin Halkema. He's really big, really tough up front. And that defense and that secondary is really impressive for Wilcox. They have a solid offense, especially on the ground. Palacios is a great running back, but I got to pick Menlo Atherton. Jurion Dickey, Billy Johnson, he's really growing quarterback. Um Jalen Moss, Jaden Moss is the younger brother of Jalen Moss at Fresno State. You got to like what they've got. I know they lose to Del Oro, but Del Oro is 5 0, and they're a tough team out there. Yeah, Del Oro is beating great teams this season. They beat Clinton Valley, beat Menlo Atherton. I'm, I'm with Menlo Atherton in this game. I think MA wins this game. It's going to be a fun one, though. Alec Marshall, a sleeper 6 7 tight end prospect. That's, that's a hard guy to cover at any level. Especially when you're 6'7 in high school, he's athletic, 6'7, 210, good hands, everything else. I think MA wins a close one on Wilcox's home turf. How about St. Francis against Sarah? Rematch of some crazy games last year in that CCS championship. 
piece of this game, how does this whole thing shape up? I just think it's going to be about adjustments with, you know, St. Francis and Sarah. Patrick Walsh is a great adjuster. Um, in the first half of the Dale Style-St. Francis game, I was at St. Francis played some really tough defense against Dale Style. Had they not, it would have been a running clock easily by the end of the third quarter. They were that tough. Uh, they've got uh, Matt Doherty, Andrew Atkinson, and so many guys you lose that great line and a lot of good running backs like Viliami Teu. Uh, but that record's deceiving, that one-two record. They lose to some really good football teams within Monterey Trail and Dale Sal. Overall, I just like Sarah too much. Patrick Walsh, Malachi Smith, I can't pick against them. Yeah, that's, that's hard for me to pick against Sarah. What Patrick Walsh has done this year, again, this whole team has done. They beat Dale Sal, they beat Folsom. I think Sarah wins a big one out there at Mountain View to stay unbeaten, go to 4-0 and open up WCAL play as the favorites once again to win that league. And then there's Sacred Heart Cathedral against Mitty. Mitty 3-0 after going 1-9 last season. SHC 2-1. They've beaten Sacred Heart Prep by one point. This is another really fantastic West Catholic Athletic League opener. It's going to be a battle down there in it's going to be a battle down there in, in, um, in Kizar Stadium. I know Palma did lose to Mitty. Mitty beat them, and they did, and Palma did beat Sacred Heart Cathedral, but I think it's going to be a lot closer. But I, in the end, I think Mitty wins it with all that talent they've got. They've got a Claremont McKenna commit, a Sacramento State commit. They've got good quarterback play with Tower, Will Towers. Uh, you got to like what they got. Yeah, you do. I'm liking this game. I'm going to pick Sacred Heart Cathedral. No, I think Sacred Heart Cathedral keys our stadium. That's going to be a rocking atmosphere. SHC gets a three and one, and Mitty will be three and one as well after this one. I'm projecting, but it's it's going to be a fun game. It's going to be a close one. I like the athletes and coaches both teams have, so this should be another great one. Now, before we wrap this podcast up, one more game we're going to pick: Liberty at home against San Ramon Valley. We mentioned San Ramon Valley three and zero, oh, playing great football. Liberty just picked up a big 37-13 win over Monta Vista last Friday. I can't pick against San Ramon Valley. Too much talent there, well-coached. Liberty knows respect with Mike Cable, uh, Nate Bell, Deuce Carr, Searcy. Just, it's just too much for them, you know. San Ramon Valley is just too talented. Good at great, great coaching. They're a well-coached unit, and they have good play designs, good air attack, good ground attack. Gavin Jones, Luke Baker, he's committed to St. Clair for baseball. I got to go with San Ramon Valley. Yeah, I'm with you, too. I think Laird Wheeler and his offensive line are going to have a big day creating holes and giving Baker plenty of time. John Palmendoza also had a big game last week. Great player on the grounds. I'm with you, San Ramon Valley wins this football game. Everybody, that wraps it up for this edition of the West Coast Preps podcast. I thank you all for listening once again, and Noah for always hopping on the legend of Bay Area High School Sports, Noah Gloss. And you can follow Noah on social media. You can follow West Coast Preps on social media at West Coast Preps underscore. Hit the subscribe button on YouTube, Podbean, Apple, Spotify, and our website. Everybody take care, stay safe, and be sure to tune into our Twitter space as well Friday night. And if you missed that, we'll have that recording up on our podcast network too. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. All right.